This is the shortlist. USA Today editors pick out the most interesting stories of the day. I'm Hannah Burton. Here are the three stories we've got in the podcast. The biggest global corruption scandal in history, another important Supreme Court ruling, and finally, baseball is back. First up, I think we just heard the entire world gasp in shock. This might be even bigger than WikiLeaks. On Sunday, an anonymous person leaked 11 million documents from a law firm in Panama called Mossack Fonseca. The Panama Papers, as they're being called, describe how the world's rich and powerful hide money in offshore tax havens. These papers show an unprecedented pattern of global corruption that goes back 40 years. 128 politicians and public officials and 12 current and former heads of state who claim to be anti-corruption are accused of hiding money so they don't have to pay taxes, like the rest of us. Also on the list are at least 33 people and companies blacklisted by the U.S. government because they do shady business with Mexican drug lords, terrorist groups, or rogue nations such as North Korea and Iran. What's next? The fallout. With more on this scandal, listen to USA Today's Deputy World Editors Jess Durando and Kim Helmgard. This is a massive leak, and I, I've seen some of the denials coming out today, but there are few and far between. Who's saying what, and what are your predictions for what's to come in the next few days? Well, I'd hate, I'd hate to make any predictions, but, I mean, we can pull out a few examples. So, like, uh, for example, um, at least a high-profile one politically that might there might potentially be a bit more substance to involves the Icelandic prime minister, um, who, um, it's alleged, um, essentially hid money um, that he that he had um, in Icelandic banks at a time when Iceland's um, f- financial companies in, in Iceland were under s- severe pressure, and it's al- it's alleged anyway that he essentially created a company through this um, this law firm uh, that's in Panama, and then not only that, but he at some point sold a part of this um, firm to his wife um, for a kind of honorific figure of one dollar. Um, now that has a potential real implication even now as we're chatting um, the, you know the, the the Icelanders were holding a, a, a kind of confidence uh, vote in uh, there and I, I don't know whether there's been an outcome yet but it, you know he's certainly under pressure to, to resign I mean he's, he's being he's kind of gone on the attack and like aggressively on the tack and said that he's done nothing wrong and that it was all perfectly legal. And you know what? It, it might turn out to be, like I said, perfectly legal. Next up, for the past 50 years, it has always been one person, one vote. Well, concepts have changed. Today, the Supreme Court answered the question, when it comes to drawing election districts, who counts as a person? Everyone, the justices said. That's good news for Democrats and civil rights groups. It's not so good news for conservative groups who wanted tens of millions of children, non-citizens, prisoners, ex-felons, and people with intellectual disabilities excluded from the count because they can't vote. If the Supreme Court had ruled in the conservatives' favor, diverse inner-city districts would have included more people and rural districts fewer increasing the influence of white voters. Here's USA Today reporter Rich Wolf with an overview of the ruling. 
The Supreme Court ruled unanimously today that Texas cannot change the way it uh, draws state and municipal voting district lines to be based on voters rather than total population. This was an effort by the state of Texas, or I, I should say really by conservative groups within Texas, to alter the way districts are drawn, not congressional, but all other districts or political districts are drawn, so that the result would have been really that non-voters, and those are largely um, uh, illegal and some legal immigrants, as well as children, prisoners, some non-felons, people with uh, mental disabilities, would not be counted when districts are drawn. The result of that would have been that those districts where those people uh, generally live would be much larger and districts that are more rural and white wouldn't need as many people thereby there could be more of those latter districts and it would have helped republicans it would have helped rural areas it would have helped white voters the supreme court ruled eight to nothing without uh, obviously without justice scalia that you can't do that that total well, no they didn't say you totally couldn't do that they said that total population the way all states now do it is legal and constitutional and should continue to be used they held in abeyance any decision on whether states could try to use voting population instead and last on the list take me out to the ball game that's right baseball is back and everyone's excited about it today was opening day for 18 of the 30 teams in the MLB the beginning of the season is the best why you might ask well, it creates this wonderful illusion called hope. Whether your beloved team won it all last year or was the worst team in the league, it's never too early to start thinking about the World Series. Some are saying this could finally be the year for the Chicago Cubs, who currently top the USA Today Sports power rankings. Whether you're a hardcore fan who keeps stats on your favorite player or you're more into the experience of going to the ballpark, think hot dogs and peanuts, spring has arrived and this season will sure be an exciting one. Well, that's it for the short list. Tomorrow morning, be sure to listen to USA Today's Five Things, giving you the top stories you need before you start your workday. The short list and five things are part of the USA Today podcast network. You can stream or download our podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Tell us what you think. Tweet us with the hashtag, the shortlist. I'm Hannah Burton. Thanks for listening.